You are Locked On Fantasy Basketball, your daily fantasy basketball podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello and welcome to the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Podcast brought to you by Basketball Monster. My name is Josh Lloyd and I am the lead fantasy analyst at BasketballMonster.com and at Yahoo Sports Australia. And you can find me on Twitter as always at RedRock underscore B-Ball and on Instagram at Locked On Fantasy Basketball. Today, we are looking at players who might be rostered in 12-team leagues, generally 12-team leagues, who can be considered droppable guys as we move forward. Michael Bolton. Let's get to it. To it. Of course, disclaimer. You don't just go and drop these guys. You've got to have someone worthy to pick up. And now, maybe for a couple of these guys, you just drop them. But you've got to have someone worthy to pick up. But they're guys you at least should be considering who have moved perhaps into the drop zone. That if you're looking for desperation moves and to get ahead of a pack, these are guys that maybe you consider to be on the chopping block as we move forward. Don't just look at this list as well if you're watching on the video. Let, let, me, uh, let me explain what I'm talking about when I talk about these guys. The first one is Ish Smith, whose roster percentage went up pretty significantly. He's had that remarkable run. Um, and even before Brad Beal came back, it slowed down. That's not a surprise. Now, I mention him because he's rostered in 73% of competitive leagues. That is way too high. This guy is still the 163rd ranked player over the course of the season. I'm not sure he really gets better than that from here on out. Beal is back, albeit at apparently in a limited capacity. I just don't see Smith as being able to do what he did in that you know, three or four game run that made everybody trip over their dicks to go and grab him. So if you did add him, I'm sure in most cases you've moved on already, but I feel pretty confident about saying that that sort of run for Miss Smith, given we've seen him in the league for however long, 10 years, is not something that's going to be a regular occurrence from Ish. JJ Reddick's a guy that's been on this list a few times, and now he's dealing with a hamstring injury. We've also got the return of Zion Williamson coming. Drew Holiday won't be out too much longer. Uh, this team is just not going to need 30, 32 minutes of JJ Reddick. Uh, he is a three-point specialist, really. His scoring has been all right this season. He's the 116th ranked player. That, that's still pretty solid, but I don't really see him from here on out being a top 140 or top 150 guy. Again, not someone that you're just dropping for the sake of dropping, but if this uh, hamstring issue does persist, then he is just to drop because what's the point of having an injured guy who's not even a top 100 uh, upside type of player but he is a preemptive type of drop guy that you can consider if there is someone out there on your waiver wire that you want to go and grab same goes for Will. actually not the same because Willie Cauley-Stein can be dropped I just mentioned so many times during the season that I just don't trust Willie Cauley-Stein and those big numbers that he was putting up just didn't feel like they'd be able to persist the defensive numbers did actually persist for a while, and he's the 121st ranked player over the season. But now he's lost his job to uh, uh, the wizard Amari Spellman, and I don't really see Corley Stein getting it back. So he's up, he's only the 121st ranked player over the season anyway, and he's not going to be better than that as we move forward. I think to me he is a pretty clear drop in all 10 and 12 team leagues. And you'd have to actually consider it in 14-teamers as well. If he's only going to be playing a backup role to Spellman, there just isn't enough there for Corley Stein to uh, to have that value with his limited upside that he currently has, any or limited value that he currently has anyway. This next one may be a little bit controversial, and hear me out with it. Karis Levert. Levert is the 229th ranked player so far this season. By anyone's estimations, that is bad. I... Look, we obviously have limited sample size of him playing with his thumb issue, but his deficiencies in percentages, like an RJ Barrett, are a real problem. 
And that is what keeps his overall ranking numbers down is he is so poor with his shooting. 41 and 63 from the field and line. 43 and 69 last year. 43 and 71 the year before that. He's somehow getting worse every season as a free throw shooter and as a shooter overall. Now his three-point percentage is pretty good this year, but he can't hit twos. The other thing you have to realize is last game he was benched when Kyrie Irving returned and Spencer Dinwiddie started. I don't think that combination will continue and Levert will go back into a starting role. But I also don't think that this is a guy who there's a lot of hype about. And I really like this guy. I think he can be quite good. He's never been a top 100 player in fantasy basketball. In fact, he's never been a top 130 player in fantasy basketball. But lots of people talk about him. Man, he's like a top 50 type of guy. And I do believe there is some upside here with Levert. Just on this team with how he's shooting, I don't think he gets there. So out of everyone on this list, he's the guy that I would hold the most because I still have faith in him. But... Yeah, but when we when we look at this team and how he functions in it with guys like Irving back now and, and Dinwiddie and Harris and all these other players, I just I don't think I see it for uh, for Karras as we move forward. He can be a twelve team valuable player, but is he a guy that we have to hold on to in every single situation? I, I don't believe so, unfortunately. And I like the bloke quite a bit. Gorgie Jeng has been putting up some pretty strong numbers with Carl uh, anthony Towns out, but it does appear that Towns is going to be back pretty soon. Now, I've heard multiple people ask me this question, hey, Josh, with how well Jeng's playing, don't you think they'll just play Jeng and Towns together and give them both, you know, or give Jeng 25 minutes a game? No, I don't. They haven't even been, give, been giving Jeng 25 minutes a game over his last three games without Towns. I don't think they're going to come out there and limit Robert Covington down to lower minutes or uh, Jarrett Culver down to limited minutes or Andrew Wiggins down to uh, limited minutes just so that we can get Jeng out there. I think he'll go back in. Maybe there's a one or two minute crossover. But again, this is a preemptive move. Towns isn't back yet. Maybe Towns suffers a setback and you'll kick yourself for dropping Jeng, who's been a top 50 player over the last month. But again, he is in these last three games. He's played 24, 17 and 19 minutes. Foul trouble in one of those games only. So it hasn't... Look, the numbers are still being fine. Look, even in those you know, sub-20 minutes a game over the last three, he's still the 66th ranked player. But I, I don't think he's going to be able to maintain top 120 production, top 130 production, and maybe you get one or, or two many games or two, two more games from him while we wait for Towns' return. And then you might have missed that guy that you want to add. And that's always the key here. Who's the guy you're adding? Can they hang around for another week? Or do you absolutely have to put that waiver claim in? Do you need to have a bid on them? Is it someone that's going to be snapped up? Because in that case, maybe you take a two-game hit in production to get that guy who might give you two months of production. It is a bit of a dance. This next guy, of course, is always worth mentioning. Tyler Hero remains completely over-rostered. This is a guy that's rostered in 58% of Yahoo leagues, 72% of competitive leagues, yet is still the 169th ranked player over the course of the season. Yes, Justice Winslow is going to be out, it looks like, for more weeks now as his back is screwed. So his impact on him and Kendrick Nunn and James Johnson is going to be minimal because he's just not coming back at any point soon, Winslow. But that still doesn't matter because Hero, for big swathes of the season without Winslow and without Dragic, still is only the 169th ranked player. He can be an interesting streamer for points. He can hit threes, but that's it. Like that's He put him in the same area as Eric Gordon or um, DeAndre Hunter. Uh, Daniel House, like that's sort of, I think, how we should be viewing um, Hero as we move forward here. Still rostered in way too many leagues. Blake Griffin, drop him. 
He was a drop two weeks, three weeks ago. Pretty clearly, he's not going to be playing again this season, is my guess. So he's done. So that's that's a pretty straightforward one to me. That Blake is not someone that you need to be hanging on. He's a guy that wasn't even a top 200 player when he was playing, let alone having more knee surgery. He is cooked, and you're all well aware of that. John Isaac, I don't think he's coming back this season. I don't think the Magic are planning on him coming back this season. If he does come back this season, it would be mid to late March, right in the middle of fantasy playoffs with a really stringent... Um, maintenance program for his knee as we saw when he had those ankle injuries in his rookie season they were super careful with him and you know even if you held on you have zeros for six weeks eight weeks however long it is yeah 10 weeks he comes back and he plays 20 minutes a night for you know 70 percent of the games that's not worth doing it's not worth holding on to and we love john isaac i love john isaac's production he's been fantastic but the reality is, is that when he comes back, if he comes back at all, sorry, if he comes back, will he even be a top 100 player in those minutes that he plays when he comes back? And I have my doubts about that. The last guy I want to talk about is a player whose roster percentage still remains too high, and that's Dwight Howard, 76% rostered in competitive leagues. He's the 188th ranked player this season. Um... He can be a streamer for field goal percentage. That's his best category. His second best category is blocks. He offers nothing else, really. He's a low minutes guy who's playing pretty well at the moment, to be fair. Like, he's putting up some okay numbers at the moment. I think uh, in yesterday's DFS preview, he's averaging 30 fangible points his last three games, but no Anthony Davis in uh, two of those games. So he's a guy that is getting by on uh, name recognition at the moment in terms of his uh, roster numbers. And I just don't see the point in having Dwight Howard rostered in that many leagues. There's no need for it. Um, I, I just don't see why we'd need to bother with uh, with holding on to Dwight in those sort of situations. Guys, that'll do it for me today. Subscribe, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, YouTube. Give me a thumbs up. Leave a comment down below. Five-star ratings and reviews, guys. We are done here. Thank you so much for listening, everyone. See ya.